Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas, and this is In House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In House. So this month, we spent the last few episodes um, going through the many parts of mine and Brandon's relationship. Um, From our dating days to our engagement, our wedding. Last week, we discussed how and when we decided to be parents. Um, And today, we're going to wrap up this series with a conversation about becoming entrepreneurs. It's no secret that Brandon and I both have our own businesses, and we each came to entrepreneurship at different times and in different ways. So for the final episode with Brandon, I invited Brandon back to talk about how he started his own business and how it played a part in our marriage. So please welcome back my husband, Brandon Charnas. Thank you. Thank you, Ariel. I'm glad to be here. Running a business is a challenge on its own. You need all kinds of support, especially from your partner in life. And Brandon, you are my number one supporter, whether it's, you know, about motherhood, uh, family, work, fashion, and all of the above. You are the most supportive human being on the planet. And I don't think people really realize how involved you are with Something Navy, with my business, um, and how passionate you are about Something Navy. Um, so to kick it off, I'd love to hear your perspective as my husband, as my business started to grow. You thought it was a joke at first. Yes. At first, um, wow. At first, I, I'll, 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 never, I'll never forget this. I remember being um, at my parents' house with my cousin and her telling me that, uh, you know, her, her cousin, her other cousin was dating this girl who had like this blog. And I was like, what, what is a blog? And she like, she's like, no, like she, she takes this like seriously. Like she is actually <laughs> putting together outfits and posting them online. I, I thought about why would anyone do that? Why would anyone want other people to see what they're wearing on the internet? I, I just, I thought that was just like a really interesting uh, uh, career or I, I didn't think it was a, a career move. I don't know what, what it was. I just thought it was like, it's so funny how it's like this like, you know, group mentality of like, oh, that's weird. Because whenever someone puts themselves out there, I think in general in life, it's like, well, hold on one second. There's always like a, uh, you know, a pullback in some way. Like, oh, that person's putting themselves out there so other people could see it. And then there's like this pullback. It's like, uh, wait a minute, stop. Um, so I thought that I, th- I always thought it was weird. That that was my initial impression. I mean, we're looking at, and then the weird thing was is that. As much as like I was sort of like laughing about it with my cousin, like for a second, you know, number one, I thought she was kind of cute. And number two, my cousin kept talking about how she really liked the outfit she was wearing. So like that, it was like this dichotomy between it was like, oh, what a weirdo for doing this. But I kind of like what she's wearing. (laughs) And she is kind of cute. And your mom definitely thought it was weird, too. And your mom's very involved in she has a very strong opinion that you care about. So she definitely was like, oh, if you're not a lawyer or a doctor, you yeah, know, it's forget about forget. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you could have, you know, now you've raised what, like $20 million for something. Maybe at a $100 billion valuation. That doesn't. Oh, who cares? No, you know, no, go, no. Go back to school. That's false, I think even today she doesn't even she still no, is like you're so uh, wrong. You know, focus, you know, don't don't focus so much on something. Navy. She totally gets something Navy now and she's obsessed with it. No, she she's is. obsessed. Like she's the number one supporter of something maybe, but definitely in the beginning before we um, got engaged and we were just dating, I think she probably thought I was just, you just picked weird girls to date. 
no, no, I hear you, but I still think, but just to clarify with her, I think that you know, even when you do eventually, you know, hopefully, you know, have some kind of liquidity event in the business and, you know, because obviously it's already massively successful, but it's going to get even more successful. I still think even when, you know, you are at the top, the actual top, and I still think she'll be like, oh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, well, make sure the daughters go, you know, don't have, don't have them work there. Have them go to be a lawyer. Maybe you should go back to the law firm. Go back Brandon. to the law firm. Law firm. <laughs> what are you talking about? You guys, Brandon <laughs> quit his job at the law firm two weeks before our wedding. And I didn't have like an actual job yet. I was just blogging for fun. And she, I mean, to this day, like has a heart attack about it. Like yep. she can't handle that he left the law firm. Yep. I, every time I sell a building, I, I lease, you know, a million square feet of property, you know, do a huge lease. She goes, what? she goes, maybe, maybe you should go back. The law- <laughs> what, what are you talking about? <laughs> the partners aren't making this much money. <laughs> Did you always want to own your own business? Um, I think you did. I think I did. I mean, you remember, like, right? Like when we first started dating, you had the this blog thing, which it wasn't like you had to get a real job. That was like, yeah, you like always said, like, how are you going to contribute your share of the rent? You got to obviously yeah. get a real job. Right. Um. And but I was I was very supportive of you doing it. Like, I, you, know, you loved it. I thought it was I'll never forget. You know, I always tell the story. It's like the first time I went when we met, like and we went out and then someone came over to you with like a really cool camera it was like, oh, my God. I follow you. I follow you. I, I don't know what accent it was, but I, for some reason, that's the way it felt to me. It was like, I follow you. Follow you. And I was like, oh, I think she was from Italy. Yeah. For, I don't know what it was, but she was like, I follow yeah. you. I was like, what? What is going on here? This is unbelievable. She actually is getting noticed. I thought that was so cool. And like, she's like, I love your outfits. And, you know, you took a picture of that. That was the craziest thing to me. That was like, I don't early. remember I mean, it. That that's was 2009. So I remember like it was yesterday. And I was with my friend Ian. My point is that we, when we started, you had this little thing that was like, you know, you have to get a real job. And I was like, for me, I, I thought that, you know, I always thought that if you just do the best in, in school, like in, like whatever was in front of me, I never like took a, a, a step back to like think or plan or have like a goal for myself. It was always just the goal that was right in front of me, which was like, okay, if I could do the best in you know college, the best in law school, and then from law school, get the best job that it, it sort of just gets handed to you. That mm-hmm. was so so I always, you know, but on the side, I would always ha- I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Did I ever think I would own my own business? I-, I thought it was a possibility, but like I was unwilling, like so many successful founders today and like the way you were, I was unwilling until I actually took I was unwilling to take the leap. So so to answer your question, no, I never thought that I 100 percent was going to take the leap until <laughs> until I did. Just to ask that question myself to myself. Uh, if I ever want to, you're always leaping. You were jumping from day one. You were, you were <laughs> off the mountain. No, I just didn't think about it. I just like was having fun and I was happy. And I didn't even realize at the time that I did own a business. Um, I didn't realize until Brandon came in and was like, you own a bit like we need to do something with this. Um, I would have been happy either way. Like I would have been happy just running outside and taking photos of outfits and working with other brands. Um, why don't you but, describe that a little bit? Like that's how it kind of started, right? I mean, well, you yeah. Were... I mean, that's but that's like what I loved to do so much was to put together looks and share them with people. Like that's like what I started this from, and that's what I was passionate about. But then you came in and you were like, "This is a business, and there's so much we can do with it." And that's you know, it became... well, biz- it was business versus uh, like a, a celebrity endorsement person, right? That's what I I think that's what I we eventually saw together. But like when I came in, yeah, it was a business and that, 
you know, you could keep doing this stuff, but like, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be able to last forever. No. I mean, I, but I just didn't think of it that way. I just always figured like it would just work out. And I, and it did because I married you and you are the person that thought about those things. I never did, but you, but I don't think a lot of people do think like, I still think there are people today. It's tough to make that switch. You were always put, you were always saying that like, it's so important to like build an asset because mm-hmm. I can't like hand down a blog where I'm posting just my outfits to my kit. Well, you know what I mean? It's scalable. It's tough to yeah. scale you and yeah. your likeness, right? Like that was the yeah. whole thing. We always, you know, it was great that you were making income to be able to pay for a portion of the rent like that. You know, that was awesome. And like you were happy doing it, but it was just like there's an agent and like, OK, you work with that brand and then you promoted it and you got paid and it w- that was, you know, in- influencing. You know, the agency was great because before Brandon, I didn't have anyone booking those jobs and dealing with contracts for me. Like I had an agency do that. But then when Brandon came in and he was a lawyer, he was kind of like, you know, we can we should bring this in house. You know, we yeah. should build our own team and not give away that 20 percent every time we book a job. You know, right now it just goes into the company, which is incredible to pay people's salaries. I, I think that like influencers today, I think that everyone should be thinking about that. Like most like, the, you know, a lot of people who are influencers and that's their profession, like they should also be thinking about a way to create Scale. something, yeah, create something that can last outside of them yeah. promoting yeah. it. So like something that they can boost. I mean, I will say, though, that it's not as easy as, you know, it, it's just not it's not easy to do. You know, it's no. really hard. And I, I honestly don't think I'd be able to do it if I didn't have a husband with a business, like all you think about is business and finances and contract. Like I, if I were on my own, I would never be able to do this. So it is hard to just say to like bloggers or influencers out there to go, you know, to go do it because it's, it takes a team. It's not easy. It does. But I will say this. There's one thing I think getting that kind of advice and picking everyone's brain who is, doesn't have a, you know, has a vested interest in you is the is the best thing that they could do, even if it doesn't happen for them. The best thing they can do is focus in, like try to focus on what it is they're super passionate about, you know, in oh. that business. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say are the challenges um, of both being entrepreneurs and like our relationship and our marriage? Like, do you think like what how does it affect our marriage? One thing that has helped us is that I, I think you have to know what you don't what you don't know. That's the I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Especially in, in, in being like an let entrepreneur. Go of the things that you're not. Yeah. Good like, at. let's find that. That's what I always was the best at. It's not so much like is seeing kind of talent, right? Like yeah. knowing who would be best in a certain place, knowing where to put you to be able to succeed. Right. I think that is the key to a successful marriage, like knowing when to step in and when not to. Right. Yeah. Knowing when to speak and when not to speak, knowing when to be. Uh, uh, we're not, we're not talking about business. We're talking about personal, like, uh, knowing, yeah. knowing that stuff, I think is extremely important. I'm not really involved in current, so I don't think that it really affects our marriage, but Brandon being super involved in something Navy, even though he's, he, he's not really supposed to be, he just can't help himself. Um, it's only been beneficial, you know? So did I influence you a little bit? Maybe. Yeah, that, sure. I, what do you mean? Sure. You you saw like how I cool think, it was to do your own. Yes, but I was I, I, I was so I desperate. feel like I influenced you to take the leap 
of following what you were actually passionate about. I, I believe that if those deals didn't happen. Like and like just to make it clear for everyone, like I was a lawyer who got a stable salary, went from making, you know, whatever I was making to not making anything. And it was totally reliant on me convincing. I went into a, a hustle, my hustle, which was trying to convince landlords that have owned property for 60 years, large buildings, convincing them to sell their building, but not only just sell it, they had to sell it to the buyer that I found. So if they sold it, Brandon to, was so good. Was You're crazy. so good at selling. I mean, it's like I was so desperate. He's though. like, what is it? What does he say in Wolf of Wall Street where he's like, sell this pen? <laughs> yeah, it's literally yeah. like you. If someone handed you a pen, you would literally kill it. Like you would be able to sell it. I in had a no heartbeat. choice because we would have been. Broke no, but it, you're very good. You're very good at that. I, I know. But it, my back was against the wall, though. I'm just saying, let's go back to it. Like that was my hustle. And I was convincing the people to sell the buildings and you were doing a hustle. But like then we both really started a a bit the business from that like sort of together at the same time i mean yours became a real business and not really a, like just a hustle and then mine too became i stopped with the buildings and went into the real estate leasing and that was like more of a scalable you know platform was there a moment you were proud of me with my business particularly proud of me yeah there yes. one specific moment yes yes the i was blown away by something that you don't think that you're good at, that I am like blown away by the way you take control when there's like a public setting of, you know, you know, speaking, you think you're bad at it. What are you talking I find about? You to be, all right. This this is my turn. My time. OK, I'm saying that I I was I remember that uh, that conference, you know, the uh, Financo conference that you spoke at in front of all those people in front of it was like General Atlantic. It was you know, MasterCard, it was every single private equity fund in oh, the world. Never forget you that. got up there and you would like, yeah, you were amazing. You like focused on what they were. <laughs> you, you focused on like the things that they wanted to hear. It wasn't like, you know, I remember the other people that were up there was talking about like taking pictures. Oh, yeah, I use a certain camera to photograph myself in a light and that gets the most likes. And you were like, um, I'm thinking about the data that we get as influencers and using that data to help brands you know, make informed decisions and like using the data that so that they know where to spend money and showing them the result of them spending money on me. So like that to there me is amazing. And you hit it. on the There head. is nothing I hate more than public speaking or speaking on a panel. I hate it so much. I, I like wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. That's how but much I, I hate love it. when like you ignore me and you just do it. Like even on the this podcast, it's like, you jump on and you're no, like, no, you guys at this event that he was talking about, he was in the crowd, like making hand gestures and like mouthing things to me while I was trying to answer a question. And I, I, I literally don't let him come to these things anymore because it makes me so angry. I like black out. I lose my. Tra it's so horrible. He's like a stage mom, <laughs> stage dad, whatever. He just stands there and tries to like mouth to me what to say. It's crazy yeah, you did it though it's the and worst that, thing i was blown away by it that was amazing no that one time maybe i i did, did it but... amazing job. people still talk about that to me so was there any specific struggle or challenge um with our businesses that we overcame together or learned from together i'm trying to think i feel i mean there's definitely been struggles and challenges and mistakes and um you know oh well yeah of course yeah. last year yeah 2020 was just a horrible, horrible time um, for both of us or for everyone. But uh, career wise, that was, I think, 
our biggest challenge. Yeah. But we overcame it and we learned and. No, but it was like so crazy. It was like the way we were set up in terms of it being like a, a real enterprise with 40 people work, you know, 40 amazing uh, employees and, and, and talented uh, professionals working for uh, as a company as a whole. Uh, we we set ourselves up to protect against specifically these type of things, even things you never, ever could see coming. We had done all the things to to protect against that. And then all of a sudden something out of left field happened and you were it wasn't you. It's like they should be calling the CEO and all the 40 people working for the company. I still think that people still don't realize what the business is. Yeah. You know, because the second someone hears influencer, it's so sad. But um, yeah. the second someone hears the word influencer, it's just not respected at, at all. There's a whole right influencer. There's a whole negative community against it. Like the people who run. It's so crazy because they'll find a way to spin anything. Right. If you actually think about yeah. it, like think about the, your, your story, which is amazing. It's like, tell me what's happening with their business. Oh, yeah. I, I hired a CEO for my company. We have uh, a, a partnerships team that's incredible that handles all media. We have a content team that handles all content. We have a uh, a product team that handles all product and and we're going into all these different categories and cosmetics and and home and we're we're making clothes and we're gonna make tons of product and we have a whole marketplace and we have all these teams that do all these different things and it's gonna be incredible. We're gonna build an awesome company and we raise you know twenty million dollars at a hundred million dollar valuation and we're gonna continue to grow and create more products and. I'm going to do my best to have this amazing creative influence wow. through all of it. And we're going to be, you know, the next Tory Burch, but on a, like a with a media business and a uh, e-commerce product business. And we're going to build this whole business and it's going to be amazing. We already did it. And now I got this CEO and I have a COO and I have a head of what is HR this? and I have a head of uh, 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 partnerships and I have all, all these right. heads and, and it's going to be amazing. We're building a company. And then you tell this to a, a reporter and then they go back and they write a story. Okay. So how could we? spin this story about this female entrepreneur how can we make turn this uh, in a bad way that's still true oh ariel as her influence herself she's she's taking a step back even though it has nothing to do with this she's let's connect it to ariel's taking a step back from her company <laughs> that's the storyline not all the everything the great things you did i mean listen i don't take it personally because i know why they do it. They do it for selfishly to get traffic to their articles because no one's going to read it otherwise. What bothers me about those things is that I do have a team. And so when my team reads something like that, that's false, um, it, it's upsetting to them to be like, we didn't know Ariel's taking a step back. We work here because we we love working with Ariel or we want to be a part of her. And to what we have to deal with internally after these like false media stories clickbait clickbait but speaking of uh clickbait and press and all that stuff um my business has put you know our whole family in the spotlight um is that something that you're proud of or is that something that you you don't enjoy or you enjoy like what do you, how do you feel about being in the public eye the bottom line is that you know if the clickbait stuff were true i would probably have a problem with being in the spotlight. I don't mind the, the the nonsense, the clickbait stuff. I don't mind being in the public spotlight because of how happy something maybe makes you and how successful you are. That's the bottom line. Whatever, you know, happy wife, happy life. Brandon's support 
through the challenges of being an entrepreneur and just the challenges of being an influencer um, or a brand, an influencer built brand, you know, his support has been, I, I don't even know the word to use for it because I don't think that I would be able to, I, I wouldn't be where I am today without him. I think it's all about just being focused, like ignore the noise and like be so focused. And that's what we've, we've gotten so good at that. I certainly had to go through what I went through to learn how to be that way because now I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's amazing. Like I actually don't care. Like if from, you know, anything I say on this podcast, if someone wants to take it into an article and spin it and twist it and make a whole story, I wouldn't even care. Go do it. Like it, it doesn't affect me anymore it's because amazing. regardless of what happened, my business is still doing incredible and it still is, is an, a, a business that, my true loyal followers genuinely love being a part of love following the and journey, new followers. love the product and know that I'm a good person with a good heart. And I have an incredible team. They love following the team. They love following the family. They know us. And that those are the only people I care about, you know? Right. But you also, at the end of the day, want like you understand that you have a platform and that you you understand that part of it. It's not just about you. It's about like, you know, doing the right thing for everyone that looks up to you, 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 that's to me is also important that you, 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 it's right. both. It's like you, you stay focused and you don't care about people. You understand if there's an intent to try and hurt you, which is like coming from a bad place and that you block out. And then if there's a place where it's like someone actually is making a good point where you could do better with your platform, you then take that advice. So I think it's like both sides. This could be a completely different podcast episode. I mean, we could talk about, uh, you know, the challenges of what I do and what you do for hours. But I do want to close this out with any advice we have for other entrepreneurs looking to start their own businesses. Yeah, don't. And, and just us as parents, like what would we want to pass down to our kids as entrepreneurs? I mean, like I, I always say to Ruby, like she always asks me like, mommy, like what do you want me to be when I grow up? And I'm like, I want you to be whatever you want to be. And I know that you know, my mom and your mom were very different in how they raised us. Like my mom didn't care if I like went to college or if I got an A plus or a D. Like she just wanted me to find what like made me really Which happy. Is a what I was terrible idea. About. Terrible. I mean, don't. I mean, <laughs> I d bad advice. I, by the way, don't. Go, no, it's I mean, not bad advice. Terrible. My point oh, is, God. is that you don't have to. You don't have to be the smartest kid in class. You don't have to go to a really good college. I don't. I genuinely don't believe that that is what prepped me and helped me to become an entrepreneur and have a business. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. Just like you said in the beginning, I'm super creative and I'm passionate about what I do. And I feel like that is something that I picked up and learned just by through experience, not through college and studying it. So I'm just saying, if it is something that you can study and you can, you know, do in school, it's incredible and you should absolutely do that. But I'm just saying it's not the only way to go. No, but you and should have a that... plan. You know, there should be some. No, but I disagree. Not a, no, I didn't no, have when a plan. I, a plan for in the, in sm not a goal, not like a larger plan. I'm not saying a larger plan. I'm saying, but like you should, when I say plan, it's like, fine, I'm going to be a creative, but how can I take this and make it a career for my, like, I don't think it should right. just be like, you know, let's all hang out, go to uh, Ibiza and try to become a creative artist. You know, like I, I appreciate right. that. And that could be a path for some people. But not for my kid. I wouldn't want my kid to just run <laughs> off and like start sculpting and Ibiza. Not this. Hey. We're very aligned with parenting right now. But when it comes to school and stuff, I mean, I, we're going to be in trouble, me and him, because we're so different. 
but it's good to have best of, of both worlds. I think like, you know, I yeah. think you're you were you went too far to one side and my parents probably took me too far to the other side. But so yeah. like I I do regret regret certain things that I, you know, could have not been so No, but you shouldn't regret anything. I don't regret anything because I mean, of how it worked out, but like I yeah. think that you shouldn't be so hyper obsessed with only one path. But there should right. be within these smaller paths, right? Or like different paths, there should be little backup plans within them. You know? That's all right. I'm saying. You should have a, a, a some sense of like not what you want to do, but whatever it is that you choose you want to do, like you should find a way to make it so that you can have a, a career with it in some way. Yeah. And I, I guess my my number one piece of advice as an entrepreneur, and I feel like you sort of covered this already in the beginning, was just understanding what it is that you're really good at and letting go of the things that you're not and building a team um, who's super skilled at those specific areas because I, I, you can't do it all. You can't do I, everything. I and I'm going to give it, I'm going to give some advice that I need to take for myself. Yeah. It, and that's, that's listening. I think you need to listen better. When I say listen, it's like really hearing people and what they are mm -hmm. doing and how they were successful. It's, that's so important. People don't realize it's like really asking questions and getting to the heart of how someone did something um, rather mm -hmm. than just flaky, you know, stuff that like is just superficial right digging right. into the details and asking questions and learning and listening from someone yeah. is so important i agree well this has been an incredible conversation and i'm so lucky to have a supportive husband like you they paying you um <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed these last few episodes about our relationship but don't worry brandon will absolutely be returning to the podcast soon um, thanks to all my listeners out there. Please come back for more as I welcome other close family and friends to talk about fashion, family, work-life balance, female entrepreneurship, parenthood, social media landscape, and more. That's a wrap for today's episode of In-House. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And of course, follow me at Ariel Charnis and at Something Navy. See you next week.